Hello and welcome to this episode of Adulting on Purpose. And I think at this point we need to give a disclaimer and say that it's the conversation is parental like we have to put some cap parental guidance because for us to get into the intricacies of what intersex is we have to go into the nitty-gritties yeah. of mm-hmm. the conversation. Which Jambi, you've been saying fuck for the rest uh, for the last yeah. like eight episodes of. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like children need to learn how to cast correctly somewhere, and this is a safe <laughs> space to learn that. No, but because today I'm not the center of attention, it is my studio audience, awesome. and so at least now today we have two people and I don't know the conversation for me is about identity because here on the podcast I keep saying that. For you to do anything, for you to show up in the world at your highest point of contribution, you need to be very clear about who you are. You cannot just come to the world and expect that the world will define you for you. Mm. And when you allow it, they do. Like, when people will start telling you, I know you're not, you're fat, you're, sm- you're, you're not smart enough, you're it's not good enough. You're job not, description. Yeah, like, exactly. So who you're... <laughs> And it's also the hardest question to answer. Yeah, Abu, I think it was you who was telling me about the, the time you spent trying to answer that question for who are you or mm. who you are. Mm. Because, and every time you're confronted with that question in an interview, yes. in a place, anywhere, ukiulizwa, tell me about tell me about yourself. Which parts of me does this person want to know? But other than just the bigger conversation, it's important for you to have the small conversation with yourself. To understand for yourself, wewe ni nani? Who do you believe you are? Who do you think you are? And then now, represent that to the world so mm. that the world does not now come and tell you that you are not a creative. Where when KYM, you you are not Mary Waidera, you are James Karanja. Oh, someone now, if you decide that I am Jemu, then mm. someone comes and says, no, you're not Jemu, you're Mary. Right. So conversations that we want to have. Mm. And I think I want Abu to tell me the story that inspired this podcast of how you came to find out about pronouns and how people identify themselves. Oh my God. You're going to throw me under the <laughs> yeah, bus like every single time. We want to hear it. We I've want to told hear this it. story to you three <laughs> times already. It's still it's still interesting to hear. I oh want to hear it gosh. again. Tell okay, me. so um, we were having a, a writing sort of retreat. Yeah. And you know how everything starts with WhatsApp groups nowadays. Mm. That's like the official presidential opening or something. <laughs> it's the opening state. Exactly. So we were entered into a group mm. and everyone had to introduce themselves. We know each other face to face and personally, mm. but we just had to do it because that's how you start WhatsApp groups anyway. So everyone goes like, I'm so and so. And my pronouns are his and him. Uh, I'm so and so. I'm she and her. I'm so and so. I'm they and they. And me Thanks. seeing that. Okay, so I, me, I, I'm taking a different route now. I'm going. I'm not going to use every single pronoun that everyone has said exactly. And so I go. Uh, I am Abu and I'm it. Abu and I'm it. Abu and I'm it. Ukoju. <laughs> Unona two typing, 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 everyone typing, and then silence. <laughs> so me, I'm, I'm like, hey, mini mesema, the best joke ever. Apa kila msena type, unko sure I'm getting the crying emojis, the laughing, the tears. I've killed it. Kumbe, nothing. For a day, yeah. no one said anything. After introductions, yeah. no one said anything. <laughs> 
to do with that specifically yeah. to li- jump into work immediately. So me go like, okay, I guess that's... <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it, it is. is what it is. I just didn't know <laughs> that that was insulting. Calling yourself it and yeah. other people or even referring to someone as it yeah. is insulting. Me, yeah. me kwa, I love dark comedy. Yeah. And if you know me, uh, <laughs> all the references are movies, mm-hmm. uh, jokes, uh, comedies, everything. Like Masi Muticia. <laughs> I like dark shit. Oh my god, that that podcast, Nyo. Eh, Nyo News. <laughs> that one, that one, there's a reason why that thing cannot be listened to on Anchor. Anchor, we like seriousness, mm-hmm. like serious people, serious podcasts like this one. Right. Adulting mm-hmm. on purpose, you know. <laughs> For someone who does not know that there's all of this existential identity conversation, mm. when people start identifying, they tell you a name and then start coming in with pronouns and it can be a little bit confusing mm. but it's also necessary and it's necessary because we have as a society to stop defining people right. by our limited understanding of what a human being is supposed to show up as right. like my friend Mary James so mm. Mary James have we've just come here and I've just introduced Mary James to Abu here and that is what I told you his name was I told you he's Mary James because for me I know Mary James. I know that he has an identity that is Mary and mm-hmm. I know that he has an identity that is James. Mm-hmm. But I think, I don't know, tell us how you show up in the world. And I think you also have that story that you told me about mm-hmm. that time. For me, I still have two regal names. Mm-hmm. Mary Waithera, a.k.a. <laughs> James Karanja. And my work, which is activism, mm-hmm. revolves around helping people understand who are intersex persons. And I do that through um, giving my lived life experience as an intersex person and tell the world or show the world that, you know, people like me exist and we are here to yep. exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And take up space. Exactly. <laughs> and then they need to embrace that. So, but, so um, mm-hmm. for the person listening who does not know what an intersex person is, yeah. What is an intersex person? Who is an intersex person? The, the, the name intersex is relatively new. Mm-hmm. But before yeah. that, for a very long time, the world has known such persons or people as hermaphrodites. Yeah. And I mean, intersex is there for children or mm. persons who are born and they do not fit into the exact category of male or female mm-hmm. as defined by the society. Yes, as and I like that you've said as defined by society. Mm-hmm. But so for an intersex person, you're born and you 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 have you have the question like you do not fit into either category of male or, or female based on biological characteristics. Yeah. So sometimes it's is it physical? Is it a physical manifestation? Like is it that you have you have both genitalia? Mm-hmm. How does it manifest? So basically, um, intersex uh, also herma- or maybe hermaphrodite yeah. carries multiples of different categories. Uh, that means, for example, there are people who mm. have both male and female genitals. Mm. There are others who have what we call ambiguous genitalia, as mm. in due to lack of enough hormones, mm. then they did not have a clear formation of mm. their um, genitals. Yeah. And there's also the hormonal aspect of it, mm. whereby you're born normal, but either as much as you your genitals might appear male or female, you have um, the opposite um, sex hormones. Ah, so you, you look like a man, uh, yeah. but your inside man, like composition female. is female. Exactly. So you also have like the estrogen. Mm. And mm. If I'm looking at a, at a dude like that, sometimes they might start behaving like a chick and you're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Some, some vibes, you're some, catching vibes. I mean, some, it, it's all in it, in it. <laughs> yeah, all right. So 
now when you hear like stories and conversations like that and mm. you're like okay so now the world comes and tells you there are two genders unaenda mm. hosi unapewa like you're being given a form to feel mm. and you're like okay so what's your name it's it's easy for me because me I'm Sylvia Jambi I'll go and say and then I tick and I say I'm female and then you go and because for the longest time you have defined yourself as a man and it's easy for you to go and check male right but then there is this entire category of people who are neither male or female so now when you go to a place like that mm-hmm. What 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 happens? I think for me first starts for example when I was born I stayed for three weeks and the doctors and my mother had to reach a consensus. Yeah. So imagine <laughs> that idea that you've given birth to a child and even doctors don't know who this child is yeah. and therefore they have to sit down write a lot of things that this child we have to raise this child as either male or female. So I think for me when I'm asked to introduce myself I usually face a lot of challenges because also it depends on the environment. For example when I'm in the university I'm Miruvera but when I get out I'm James Karanja. Wait, 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 wait. Because you? you're Mary Waidera in uni because your ID says you're Mary Waidera. No, you see uh, after the three weeks they uh, the doctors and my parents decided that I should be raised as a girl. Uh. And the idea was that you know when you raise as a girl you have mm. to hide whatever is between your legs. Yeah. So for them was like the idea that women have are born with emotional intelligence mm-hmm. unlike men who have to learn mm-hmm. so you can easily come afraid <laughs> within women when you have you know such yeah. a child and the other part was that you see oh my god it is a society that does not believe in raising a dysfunctional male child yeah. so if you raised i mean if you give birth to a child and they have like question marks raise them as female we <gasps> cannot have these as men that 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 uh, I don't even know that that is an entire conversation on its own because True. it's it's ridiculous. But Abu, I think I ne- I need to hear from you. When when did you first realize that you were a dude? When 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 did you start identifying? Kwanza what after you became Abu Aman it? <laughs> did you finally come up with your own pronouns like no, now how do you I've, identify? I've always I've always identified myself as a he mm-hmm. and him and every other pronoun that defines a man. Yeah. I don't think there's a particular time or a transition where I realized I'm a man or yeah. a boy. Uh it just happened naturally. I was raised as a boy. Yeah. There's no point in time that I had the confusion of hey where where do I stand gender wise? Mm-hmm. What's my sexuality? Mm-hmm. That came later on after you know when you pass through high school and adolescence and that's when i started questioning myself but there's always that assurance that oh i am a man i am a man i am a man mm. i have i have all the manly features that you know are defined by society are defined by religious texts that yeah. i was raised with are defined by all the um educational background that i come from yeah, yeah so all those just Uh, gave me the assurance that okay I I am a boy I am a man and even the features that I had to develop even afterwards mm-hmm. while in adolescence I was very sure that I am a man yeah yeah which is now one of the one of the bigger challenges in the yeah. intersex community is that in the medical field there was a lot of confusion especially at the time when you were born I don't know if you're comfortable telling us how old yeah. you are Yeah, I'm 29 now. 29 now. Yeah. So like in that at that time when you were being born there was still like there's no information even when you're born in the hospitals the 
doctors mm-hmm. themselves are like, oh, now what do we do with this child and all of that? But as it went on, they started coming up with solutions. You know, mm-hmm. we have because now intersex became something that they have to solve. Because mm-hmm. how how are these people going to exist in the society when we have defined that we ha- we only have two genders? Mm-hmm. So now we have male and female. We have to make these people conform. So the doctors came up with all of these ways to make intersex people conform. So now there are surgeries that they will perform on young children so that if you're born intersex, your parents are given the opportunity to decide. They say that they take all manner of tests. But me and you know because, and I think I should give a little bit of background that I have worked with the intersex persons when I was at a short stint with you guys. It was the best times of my life. But me and you know that they do the corrective surgeries, but then adolescence hits. And when adolescence comes now, you cannot deny that this is more complex than you want. It's it's not a societal definition anymore. Like, human beings are going to be human beings and nature will do what nature does. So please tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about what you know Mm -hmm. when what happens to an intersex person as they grow up and the challenges that they face as adolescents. Tune in next week for part two of this conversation. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and for all your feedback. I really, really appreciate it. If you're anyone would be interested in this or any other conversations that we have on here, please be sure to share it with them. Contribute to the collective intelligence of the world because we are good humans. Bella, ciao.